ST-321, code clearance blue. We're starting our approach to deactivate the security shield. Hi, I'm Paul and I'm with my mate James and welcome to Code Clearance Blue, a show where we discuss all things Star Wars from our home here in the UK. We would be honoured if you would join us. I've been looking forward to this. Welcome back everyone, a brand new episode of Code Clearance Blue with me James and uh, Paolo in the house as usual. Do give us a follow on Twitter at UK Star Wars Pod. If you're so inclined, uh, we do put a lot of posts out there. It'd be nice to get the old follow uh, follow a ship up, follow shop, the follow shop of the, <laughs> of the rings. <laughs> <laughs> Can't even speak. I've done Coming now. That's, really, that's my most professional podcast voice. Fifteen <laughs> seconds. I'm done. I'll, I'll follow shop. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, mate? You good? Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another busy week. Hot week here in London. Couldn't do much what TV watching. It's a bit hot. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's been good. A uh, few, obviously, bits and pieces we've seen Star Wars this week. So, yeah. Mm, struggling to lift that remote control up and push the buttons, are you? Mate, it's, it's heavy. It's hot in there. <laughs> I, wish I'd, I wish I'd aircon, but no. An aircon cinema. Maybe that's what I should have done. Oh, yeah. Forget the home office. You should have got yeah, an aircon home cinema. I've been all right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, it's good. It's been a good week. Yeah, can't complain. Seen um, what we've seen this week. Well, uh, interestingly, you sent me a, a link to something that you that you've watched that we were just talking about off air. Do you want to give that a plug? Yeah. So um, I think he's a video editor or film editor, a guy called Kai Patterson. Um, he has basically taken the Obi Wan series and cut it down to a two hour film, hmm. taking obviously all the credits and and everything like that and. And yeah, I mean, I watched it. Well, I, I think I found the, the link on Twitter somewhere. And um, it's kind of hosted on his website. you got to kind of put your email address in uh, to watch it. To obviously, he's trying to keep it away from Disney. Um, <laughs> yeah, and uh, it's really good. I mean, obviously, we love the series, but it's really good. He's he's not only just kind of cut it together and taken out you know, looser parts of it, Um particularly a lot of the running scenes have gone, you know, <laughs> the endless yeah. running scenes. Um, he's um, also kind of brought in some music. He brought Jaw of the Fates in for the final fight between Obi-Wan and, and Darth, um, which works really, really well. I mean, the, the, to be honest, the music works really well anyway, but it's it's just a bit of a fan film. So, yeah, he's mm. done a really, really good job. I mean, and also it's really good resolution. He's managed to get all the sort of, right sound in there so yeah i mean it's uh i think it's kai patterson films.com is where you can see it and yeah it's really really quite impressive unless you work for disney and then it's uh robert mcclennedy's.com yeah. films at uk backslash hyphen D- not disney, Star Wars. disney plus.com <laughs> watch the series it's great yeah log in <laughs> Oh, that sounds great. I'm, I must admit, though, I don't, I don't want to be a party pooper, but I did today watch a little five-minute clip of the last duel on that rock planet, and um, I don't. So I, someone put Jewel of the Fates behind it. Now I don't know if it's the same one as what you've seen, mm. um, but ordinarily I'm all for that sort of thing. But I didn't quite. It didn't quite land with me. Actually, mm. it felt. It really felt like a bit of sort of fan-made based um, kind of wish fulfillment. 
because it wasn't bad, but I just, you know, it's like we don't need to, we don't need to no. keep crossing the streams with everything all the time. Do you know what I mean? No, the music worked really well in that original, especially when he's got that kind of that low angle shot of him with those rocks. You know what I mean? That was, I think, the the, the kind of uh, choir come in like hit it right at the time. So also you got to remember it's cut to music to a, to a degree. You know what I mean? So sort of slap on just any old track does sort of work. You know what I mean? Like mm. like Jewel of Fates was used in you know, Sif, you know what I mean? And also episode one, then, you know, it's sort of cut. So yeah, I know what you mean. Um, but it was, it was quite good just to, yeah, hear it just again, cause it's such a great piece of music and just to did see they, between um, them two. Sorry to interrupt. Did they use any more of the Imperial March? Um, they may have done, and I don't, I didn't hear it, but no, I don't think, I think it was only in that scene that they kept it. It's more mm. that they've brought in a lot more of the, um, other parts of the score that you kind of hear, you know what I mean, in the prequels and and in the original trilogy, just to keep it quite cinematic. Do you know what I mean? Um, mm. And just to keep kind of it sort of flowing. But yeah, I mean, it, it works. I think if you saw that first and then you saw the series, then I don't think I think obviously the way we've seen it still is the better way because there's so much detail as Star Wars fans, but you're not like a hundred percent of a star wars fan you sort of want to see a film then it's quite a good angle you know what i mean all um, right and because the and because the story did move on pretty quickly you know coming down from what was it six episodes on average about 40 minutes down to just two hours it fucking it's quite pacey yeah 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 did they yes. uh, i guess we don't see too much of obi-wan working at the old butchers and that in this cut version well, you say that that scene's still quite long at the beginning. He didn't. He didn't say that one out. He kind of cut it. I, I can't remember now the original, but he kind of cut it, not really revealing him. Okay. So it's like this kind of re- like we see this kind of big old, wide shot drone, you know, over kind of Tatooine, and we see the dragon kind of skeleton, and then it kind of slowly goes. It's, I think he might have used a different shot of like Tatooine, like a really big one. Do you remember those ones that were on Disney Plus that were like big long screensavers? Yeah, the bio The bio, yeah, the bio. Yeah, you might have used a bit of that and then mm. sort of come into it just to kind of really establish because obviously it's got the title Obi Wan Kenobi at the beginning. You know what I mean? So it's just little things like that, which are quite nice. You know what I mean? It's just a different take on it. Yeah, no, that's interesting because I would have assumed that he would have literally just taken the six episodes and just like literally cut them down and, and sort of overlaid some extra music and, and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, no, he's paced it out a bit, yeah. It's definitely okay. got pace to it, yeah. That's interesting. Um, did they did they keep the uh, the running scene on Alderaan, by any chance? Yeah, good. so that scene and the one on the rooftops are like literally like five seconds. Because like. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you remember that running scene, like we were a little bit, hang on a minute, how come they're there and they're there? You know, I think he sorted that, and that long tunnel scene where lay was endlessly running down the tunnel yeah um you know um yeah like he's he sorted that out so wicked see it's things like that that do like it's not so much of like an improvement on the original but just like a different sort of aspect take on it where it kind of makes a bit more sense i guess yeah you know what i mean it's little things like that that were kind of we were quibbling about over wasn't it really not the overall things like really good but yeah, it's those things that are kind of stretching it out, aren't they? Really, you feel like they are stretching it out. You know, that it's taken a hell of a long time from that to get from that entrance 
to the ship, like you know what I mean, and then everyone and everyone's just shooting at each other for like ages, and yeah. no one's quite dying, and no one's getting anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we've reached Obviously, a few stormtroopers go down because that's that's a given. Um, so, of course, you know. <laughs> all good, all good. Um, all so, yeah, that's a good little surprise. Yeah, yeah, nice one, nice one. Um, cool. I think um, before we get into the meat of this episode, then. Um, which we'll reveal in a moment. I think the only other thing that we haven't discussed recently is the leaked Ahsoka trailer. Yeah, so like we said last week, who's been holding all this stuff on their phone for weeks? <laughs> just, just like, again, just like... Just it. <laughs> yeah, so I don't, know if, I don't know if it's Disney leaking it, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it could be one of those ones where it's like, oh, yeah. oh dear, something's been leaked. Oh no, whatever will we yeah. do? Jonathan, put it out on Instagram as well. Yeah. Make up some fake account. But yeah, it's so yeah, I couldn't quite see what was going on with Ahsoka that much. All I saw, which had a big cheer, was her what looked like walking into Palpatine's office mm. in episode three. It was mm. not, not episode three, but you know what I mean, on Coruscant. Um, that's sort of the only bit. I saw like close-ups of her, but that sort of seemed to be the only bit I could sort of recognise because it was quite blurry and stuff yeah well i think um you, you you've kind of missed like the 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 sort of the elephant in the room there mate because it does look like that office and that's actually really interesting because i thought that but i thought no surely it wouldn't be but i suppose there's no reason why if it's still on coruscant that someone couldn't go back there um but yeah I, don't, I, I was gonna say i don't know if you realize but she wasn't alone did she did you see who she was with no 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 who was she oh. with Mate, it's it's all the it's all the mob from Rebels, isn't it? Ah, oh, of course. That's why everyone was going mental because it looks so. We don't see them from the front, but it looks like Hera. Right, so it's from the back because it is from the back, isn't it? Yeah. So that's why they were cheering, right? I didn't see because it, it was quite. I was watching it on my phone. Do you know what I mean? So I didn't really see. I just looked like they were walking into Palpatine's like office, but um, I thought, oh, maybe some sort of flashback, or do you know what I mean, or something like that, but where yeah. she met Palpatine before he went to the dark, I don't know. But anyway. Mate, um, you just thought people loved offices, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, they've got another meeting in there. <laughs> another meeting. <laughs> There's a lot of meetings in episode three, wasn't there? <laughs> That's brilliant. And then at the end of the trailer as well, um, they show they show like a mural on the wall with like, of like the ghost crew, like Ezra and all that lot. And then like so what we assume is Sabine, like live action Sabine like walks in and looks at it, but again it's from behind. Right. So they're keeping their powder as dry as they can, but they've basically said live action rebels, so yeah. Yeah. Just bloody release it. <laughs> <laughs> just release the trailer. Man. Just put it out now, isn't it? Yeah, just put it yeah. out. So I see some blurred out unfocused thing on my phone. I'll guess I'll guess they're waiting for that D D twenty three or whatever, like because they got they got to impress the shareholders, didn't they? Before yeah, then. so when's that coming? That's well, coming up, isn't it? Yeah, it must be. Yeah, I think yeah, it must be coming up pretty soon. But yeah, that, uh, us normally us normies won't uh, get it before they've uh, had a chance to show it to all the. Um, yeah, when's it coming up? Oh bloody hell! It's not until September. Oh dear! All oh, right, that's ages away. Yeah. Oh no! No, release it now! Come on, we've all seen it. <laughs> yeah, come on. Um. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's exciting. I, I, 
mate, it just keeps going, doesn't it? <laughs> just like- well, this, is, this is the thing, though. Like the whole premise of the show is obviously, obviously, we as we've discovered, Ahsoka's looking for Grand Admiral Thrawn, and that in turn, obviously, he disappeared with Ezra at the same time. So Sabine is wanting to find him. So I guess maybe they do a little team up, and then like we might get a few scenes with um, like Hera knocking around and stuff like that. Because in Rise of Skywalker, you know when all the ships come in at the end to like yeah. save everybody, like someone kind of did a deep dive on loads of the ships, and apparently one of them is looks like the ghost. And then like on Twitter, a couple of people approached like Lucasfilm people and said, "Is that the ghost? Is that are they there?" And they didn't say no. So it was like, okay, cool. So they're still knocking about even at that point. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So. So that's good. Yeah. It makes sense. Sort of a bit of an extension of it. Yeah, I think so. They couldn't not. It's so popular. Like it not even to bring just one or two of the characters into a live action scenario. It'd be a bit foolhardy, wouldn't it? I think. Yeah. Yeah. I did see a couple of stills as well. Mando three. Um, which again, I think was screen grabs either from another trailer that was shown or apparently there was two showings or something. And again, I didn't see this on the original trailer, but again, I don't know if it's because it was quite blurry, you know, the leaked one, which was like, um, uh, what's her name? She was on a, on a throne, looked like a throne. Who, Bo-Katan? Bo-Katan, yeah. Which again, you might have seen first time round, I don't know, but... Um, yeah, she looked quite depressed on some sort of throne, more mm. like a throne room. Buyer's um, remorse. Yeah, which sort of people are, um, I guess, in beer. So, and that's sort of having an Admiral Thrawn element to it as well, because apparently, sort of, he's part of, um, he's sort of part of it still as well. So, that's. So we might see him in it. Yeah, we might do. Because that's what, in, in series two, isn't it? When Ahsoka yes. fights the magistrate and she's like, where's Grand Admiral Thrawn? And it just cuts yeah. and that's it. It's like, ooh, interesting. So, mm. yeah. No, it'd be good, mate. It'd be good. They're, they're, they're slowly but surely tying together kind of live action and, and um, cartoon stuff, aren't they? Because they've done a lot of like Clone Wars stuff now. Um, yeah. And obviously Ahsoka's made the leap from from that to live action. Yes. We're kind of tying storylines a bit more together in that, that respect. So in Ahsoka, if we're going to be getting like the, the remaining um, crew of the ghost and stuff, then um, yeah, it's interesting. But, uh, you know, like they say, with the new movies that are going to be coming out in the next like decade or whatever, and they're going to be stepping away from all of this stuff, it's quite sort of interesting, fertile ground for us to, to wonder what they're going to do, like completely brand new, because it could be a, a Star Wars film that, like, no one's got absolutely any clue about any of the characters, locations, anything. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, they're so far ahead as well. You know, um, when things are coming down. So, yeah, it's a good old long list. Yep, so it's it's exciting for sure. Considering when you think after. What Return of the Jedi was in '83, and we had to wait 16 years for like any brand new Star Wars. Now we're just getting stuff like we're getting TV series, sort of two or two or three a year at the minute, and all that. Yeah, sort of it's, on, it's on a roll now, isn't it? You know, it's on a real roll. They've they've managed you know, the the fact that you know they sort of bought bought uh, Lucasfilm, commit to the kind of 
the, the final three. Then we're talking about obviously other kind of spin offs like Han Solo, you know, Solo came out. We're talking, there was obviously long rumors about Yoda and Obi Wan and things like that. And obviously, we have Rogue One as well. And then obviously, the Disney Plus platform, you know, because the success of Netflix, then it just, yeah, just kind of naturally goes back onto that, doesn't it? And now spending more money than ever because they're making more money. So it's good. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, as, as fans, you know, I- Obviously, there's a, a minority of people that don't like the Disney stuff, which is, you know, totally fine if, if that's yeah. how they feel. But I don't know. I think I think it's, this is kind of, you know, just let's just lap it up and, and accept what, you know, not accept what we're given because it's fine to disagree or have different takes on things or whatever. But, I mean, the fact that we're getting so much stuff, I think for me personally, the only real misstep so far since Disney Plus has come out is the Boba Fett series. Um, yeah. Apart from that, everything else has been at least good if not better so you know long may it continue yeah yeah exactly um but i was trying to do a little segue there see i was trying to keep me my professional podcast head on there a little segue into the main meat of this episode so obviously we were talking about the the long droughts between 83 and 99 now Brandon menace came out uh july 1999 it, for people in the uk but we weren't having that, were we? We weren't having that. We, we weren't were, having that. We, we were, were at college, university, working type thing. We had a bit of yeah. bit, bit of money. So we, so basically, we had. So me and you, we'd, we'd finished college in '98. We were both working part-time jobs at Woolworths. Entertainment's counter for you, confectionery for me. Beautiful. And uh, and then, yeah, you went on to uni. I took a year out. But in that time, 1999, obviously, George Lucas revealed the release date for The Phantom Menace as it became known. And, uh, yeah, unfortunately for us, we had to wait two or three months more than our American counterparts. So we thought we'd better do something about it, right? That's right, yeah. So then we were kind of like, I don't know when the first, was the idea coming up, I'm sure it was like a Weatherspoon's general kind of, like the fact that we realised that this date was going to be a bit late. And I think maybe jokingly said, oh, we should just go over there and just see it. Like as a bit of a joke, do you know what I mean? And then I think it sort of sort of kind of went on from there. Because I'm sure it was just like me, you and Luke, like the three first, didn't we? Just thought, oh, this would be a great, should we do it? You know what I mean? And then it kind mm. of actually sort of, and then we went to uh, Luke's, university to book it because obviously there was no such thing as the internet then <laughs> well, it was in the early days anyway and uh you brought the cash mate i've never seen anyone look so horrified before like so i can't i can't remember any of the pre-planning or anything but i remember the day going up to the student travel association with you guys and get, getting in the room and then like you're all paying on cards and stuff and i've just walked out like 500 quid in notes and you looked at me completely aghast. You were like, what happens if you got mugged? Yeah, I'm so concerned. We're in the middle of central London in this, yeah, in this university, basically King's University. And STA travel, student travel, uh, had this little branch, didn't they, right at the top. And, um, yeah, so it ended up being five of us that went in the end. And so the plan was, I think it kind of, again, sort of spiralled. It was 
let's just go and sort. I don't know if it was let's go to New York and see it, or whether it was let's go to LA. I can't remember which one was sort of first. But then it was like, well, let's go to New York. So the journey was we went to New York for about four days, I think. Yeah. Um, and then we'll get an internal flight over to Los Angeles and then sort of have a bit more of a relaxing time in LA. Because uh, obviously this was sort of June time, so it was it was summer, and then spend some time in LA. And again, if we might have happened to watch it again, several times we did. <laughs> I think all told, I, I certainly saw it four times whilst we were stateside. I know that. Yeah, I think I must. I think I saw it one less time because I think there was one day where me and Tim went to Six Flags, the theme park. I don't mm-hmm. think you guys came along because it's quite a like an extreme whatever roller coaster place and I think just like now we're gonna go and watch it again. <laughs> yeah, no, I think um I felt sorry for Jim Carrey because uh not not that Jim Carrey, I might add. Um our friend James. Um he yeah basically like he wasn't keen on roller coasters. I wasn't really keen on roller coasters. Mm. Um but like me and Luke well we can't I can't really I don't want to delve into that into why we went to watch it again without getting the first bit out of the way first. So I don't want to spoil yes. it. Yes. Yes. But yeah, basically we um so what so we got but so me you and Luke got a lift from my dad in in his black cab in his taxi yeah down to yeah. the old airport didn't we down to Gatwick he didn't charge us luckily no no that was good <laughs> that was good yeah and uh, yeah so we flew two thousand two thousand plus miles whatever it was. And um, I can remember the place we stayed in New York, but I can't remember the name of it though. Was it like the it was Pan Brinker or something? No, oh, no. I think I'm yeah, getting I'm mixed sure up. Sure, begin with a G. It was yeah. Anyway, it's like it wasn't Guardi. It was like sounded like the airport, but it wasn't near quite the airport. Mm. Um, it was in Manhattan somewhere though, wasn't it? It was in Manhattan. We Manhattan. got down there. It was in June, and it was fucking hot, wasn't it? it was yeah, really hot. Well hot. And. I've got pictures actually of the dormitory we're in. It was a few bump beds and a chair in the corner, apparently. That's right. And there's no aircon though, was there? There was no aircon. I don't think so. It was very stifling no. hot. I remember that. I don't think we had aircon in the actual room. Which, <laughs> fucking, when it's like forty degrees, you know, like humid, it's a bit silly. But anyway, it was cheap. So um, um, imagine this, dear listener, right? So basically, five guys from from England have flown all the way to New York, right? So. Three, three are really up for this to see the film, okay? So the basis of why we're going on this holiday. Another one of the people is half interested, like Star Wars, but he's not like mad keen in it. And one just came because he wanted to go on holiday, right? That's fair assessment, yeah? Yeah. So we got to this place, dumped our bags, and it was like, right, first thing we're going to do is go to a cinema, obviously. Obviously. That was the first thing. So on the itinerary, go and watch The Phantom Menace, done. So... Did we just go walking around Manhattan looking for a cinema? I think we did. did. Did we look one up? We might. We might looked. No, I think we might gone to reception or something. Just said, "Where's the closest like movie (laughs) theatre to here?" And it was some random theatre, wasn't it? It was like random movie theatre, wasn't it? Like it was called. um, It was called the Ziegfeld. I remember that. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Yeah, it's Um, still there. It's still knocking about. Okay, brilliant. Um, I believe. Yeah, and it was like a four o'clock showing. It was like I remember it being during the day. Mm. Um, I definitely remember it during the day, and I remember Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels being on in the, either the cinema opposite 
or around that area because we came out of the cinema and then they would look at these Americans were looking outside and we said, yeah, you guys see it, you guys see it. He's like, you're British. You would say that. It's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're all in it actually. Can't you tell? <laughs> so I remember that. I don't know if that was a different screen or a different cinema. I don't know. But anyway, um, yeah. So then it was a mid kind of afternoon, late afternoon showing. That's right. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it was literally right. straight off the plane, if I remember right. Like yeah, we, we just yeah. dumped our bags, like a bit knackered, really hot. I don't think we even had a shower. Like, no. Why would we? We had things we, to do. We had to get to the cinema. <laughs> Let's get to the cinema. Let's just go find a cinema that's got it on. We've got go 10 days it. to recover. <laughs> exactly. Including a week in LA. So that'll do. But yeah, no, basically like, so yeah, so basically we dumped our stuff, went to the, find a cinema, found the Ziegfeld or Sigfield, I can't remember, it's one of the two. And uh, yeah, went in there and, and got five tickets. Now, honestly, we go to a cinema in England, right? And it's like, if it's a packed screen in, there's like a nice atmosphere. It's like, you know, everyone's quite up for it. But this was different. This was a whole new level, wasn't it? Yeah. You walked into the auditorium and there was like, there was like 500 like lightsabers knocking about. Yeah. And people dressed up and... People just like, I remember some bloke just randomly walked past me with like a Jedi hood on and he's just like quoting the original film to yeah. himself. I was just like, I mean, this is my people, but also at the same time, it's, are you going to turn this down a bit? You know yeah, I mean? we, we got to focus. You don't realise. <laughs> yeah, you, you don't realise. Um, and then, yeah, I remember it again taking fucking ages to start with the adverts and like bloody every sponsor in the world sponsoring this film. You know what I mean? Like obviously it's the biggest film, not just that year, but like for a lot, yeah, a lot of few years. Yeah. And yeah, just come on, hurry up. And yeah, lots of people just waving their lightsabers and shit. Like, come on, Tony Town. Because the seat, the seats that we had were like quite, like they were quite high, but at the back, weren't they? So we yes. literally had like a field of like, Knock it like the geezer that not sold those lightsabers outside the cinema must have like retired after that day. Yeah, he must have sold so many. So it must have been quite close to when the the, the, the date came out. It must have been right if there was a quite a packed. It was quite packed, and it, like I said, it was like early evening. It wasn't like it was eight o'clock at night. It wasn't like a prime time to go to the cinema, was it? No, it was definitely it was definitely like a mid afternoon noon. Right. So I remember when we came out, it was still like. Um, like daylight and stuff. So yeah, yeah, it wasn't, um, it wasn't an evening showing, but then conversely, I still, I, I don't know. It must've been, I don't know, maybe a, a week or two weeks after it actually debuted. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. But then, but the enthusiasm in the crowd makes me think that not a lot of people had already seen it because obviously yeah. the started quite early. So yeah, unless it was a West East coast thing, unless it kind of was released a few weeks or a week after the East coast or something. I don't know. We might have to, yeah, I don't know what was going on, but it was, you know, if you, if you, you know, any film, if it's two weeks old and you're going at four o'clock in the afternoon, it's not generally that packed, is it? So, yeah, but this is Star Wars, though, isn't it? Star Wars, and like you said, all those years and everything, you know. Hmm. But um, the, the, the excitement was still very palpable. And obviously for us, it was because it was like, oh my God, this is going to be brand new Star Wars, like, you know, for the yeah. first time in 16 years or whatever. And, just bear in mind, dear listener, two two thousand plus miles, dumped our stuff, went straight out, excited. Yeah, 
Yeah. And then uh, I'll, I'll let you tell it, Paul. You, you take it. So basically the, the credits came on. Credits came on. It was, you know, all this new stuff kind of happening. We see Ewan McGregor. We then go to obviously the kind of the, 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 the boost part. And then suddenly there's this like close up of Natalie Portman. And the film just goes, and just burns. Like, fucking, like, I still remember it. It's a close-up of Natalie Portman, and her whole face just looks like it just goes on fire. It's the, it's the scene where they're just about to, they're hi, they, they want to go and hijack their own ship off the battle droids, and they're, they're talking behind a door. It's like Panaka, Qui-Gon, and they're like, oh, we've got, you know, we've got to get you out of here. We've got to get you on your ship and stuff. And then, yeah, like you say, like, it just went like that. And we thought it was like a mix, didn't we? Like yeah, a white, was, like, we thought, yeah. oh, yeah, it's it's cut to a very, very white shot. Went, oh, is this like Hoff or something? <laughs> and then, and then obviously the longer it just remained on the screen, it was like, and then Luke's just like sitting there going, are you joking? Yeah, I don't believe this. I don't believe this. And then someone else was like, what's happened? And I was like, I think the film's burnt. And Luke's just going, I don't believe this. I don't believe this. I don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've come, to, I just remember saying, I've, I've travelled X amount of thousands of miles today to come and see this. And the film was fucking burnt. <laughs> Mental, mate. How, how often has that ever happened to anyone? Do you know what I mean? Never, never. It's crazy. It's, it's never, so ever crazy. happened to me. I, you know. So we waited what ten minutes? Yeah, because this was pre digital, wasn't it? So yeah, yeah. This is this is natural, real. That just put actually sell a tape it together. Yeah, um, old school. And ironically, you went back because I don't think I saw it again in that cinema. But I think you and Luke went to go and see it the, the next day, and you said, "Yeah, you can see where it's actually spliced." <laughs> yeah. So let let me let me go. tell you what happened there. Let me tell you basically what happened was. Um, we watched the rest of the film without incident, you know, a typical cinema viewing, which was nice, you know. And, um, yeah, basically at the end we went to, well, me and Luke went downstairs to go and talk to the manager and he always bigs it up that he was the one that did all the talking, but it was actually me. And uh, the guy came along and we were like, look, the film broke. And he was like, yeah, really sorry about that. Um, it's because we've just shown it so much. So it must have been a good couple of weeks in, I guess. They were like, we've just shown it so much that it's like, it just wore away. Um, so we were like, okay. And he was like, I'm happy to give you some free tickets. We were like, oh yeah, all right. Take some free tickets. That'd be great. Um, when can we come back and see it? And he was like, no, well, no, you can have free tickets to any uh, any other film. Not uh, not Star Wars. So I was like, no, 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 no. We've just, we've just got off a plane from England. I, you know how many thousands of miles that we've travelled. Um, all we wanted to do was come and see this film. That's all we wanted to do. We're in the great city of New York, but, you know, for this moment, and it was completely ruined. Like, you know, we want to come and see it again. And he was like, no, it's a Lucasfilm thing. Like, they won't let us give out any freebies to anyone for, for the film. And it's like, well, anyway, we argued back and forth for like five minutes. And then in the end, he kind of acquiesced and went, all right, fine. So that's why me and Luke went back to see it there because we had, we had those free tickets. And I know, like, like obviously, James and James wasn't that bothered anyway, and Tim didn't really like it, did he? So he, did, he wasn't bothered. So, yeah, so just me and Luke went, I think. 
you sure about this? Trusting our fate to a boy we hardly know. Anakin Skywalker, meet Obi-Wan Kenobi. So the reaction, obviously, yeah. So we've come out, we've seen the film, the rest of, like you said, the rest of the film's fine. We've come out. And, yeah, like I say, your mate, mate Tim, who's, who's into Star Wars as well, um, he just was perplexed, didn't understand it, didn't, like, completely, you know, that tip, that kind of fan reaction we were getting in the in the sort of sequels, you know what I mean? I was... I really enjoyed it, but yes, there are flaws in some parts of it, particularly mm. obviously the Jar Jar bits and things as we all know. But yeah, just that jewel of the fates part alone kind of just sold me. Do you know what I mean? That just that section, you know, <laughs> where Darth Maul's taken on the TJ. You know what I mean? Like that was just that was it. That's all I needed to see, really. And that that I'm um, very easily won over. Luke and yourself, I can't remember where... I think you were very pro... You loved it, didn't you? I I, I did, or, but... I th- or were I, you just a bit perplexed as well? Was it just too much? I remember... I mean, it was overwhelming, obviously, because it was, like, brand yeah. new stuff, and it wasn't... It wasn't... You didn't get the same feeling as the old stuff, but then, you know, in hindsight, why, why would you? You're kind of setting yourself up for a fall, thinking mm. that. But I remember... I do remember when me and Luke came out of the second show in, there was... We both enjoyed it, but there was a little bit of an air of like, oh, no, that bit was actually really good, wasn't it? And and that bit was actually good, wasn't it? Like we were trying to kind of like build it up a little bit more in our own minds rather than actually walking out and just being completely free and easy and saying that was excellent and that was really good. And it, it just felt a bit more kind of Lego brickish. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, but I still don't think, I still think that's also with the sequels as well. You watch them at the cinema and you're completely overwhelmed by it because of all the new characters or the old characters in the new scenarios or the new things and the new plot lines that, you know what I mean? Like just everything. Mm. And we just would net. whereas now you're a bit more used to it because you've seen it a few more times. You know what I mean? Yeah. Particularly the prequels and the sequels and you know, the, all the other ones in between. But yeah, I think with all of them, I always come out with them just, I don't know if that was amazing. Like the only one I, Definitely, there was amazing was Rogue One, but just, but yeah, but even that, it was like that was only because of the end. It was the last scene, so you just end on a high. Do you know what I mean? Um, <clears throat> but yeah, all of them, you always come back. You're like, okay, yeah, that was just that was just too much. I need to go and see it again. I need to calm down a bit. You know, <laughs> and yeah. I think that was. But yeah, I, I, I liked it. I thought, yeah, there was definitely flaws to it. But then I think the rest of the holiday, we just ended up just dissecting it and. And just sort of having film study arguments about it. <laughs> yeah, gosh, yeah. I mean, because, yeah, because I think, like, the rest of that, um, the part in New York, we basically did, like, we did, like, the Empire State Building and all that, didn't we? And we yes, uh, then we became proper tourists, didn't we? Yeah, we went to yeah. Empire State Building. Obviously, the Twin Towers were still there. Um, we went Twin to, Towers, Jesus. Um, uh, we went to... Uh, Staten Island, didn't we? we went to yeah, Liberty. Liberty Island and all that, yeah. yeah sorry, Liberty Island. We went to, yeah. So, yeah, we done the proper tourism thing. We've done some New York. I don't know, I remember New York being really kind of quite full on. Like, we just packed out the days. It was 40-odd degrees, like, going on the subway. Because it was just such an exciting city. 
yeah. so much to see and you know and obviously we weren't in like the most comfortable hotel room to go back and chill so whenever we did go back to the hotel it was always just the bar wasn't it get the map out and see what we're going to do in a minute and play and we go to pizzeria or something so yeah or an irish pub or something but that's right um, yeah that's right so, I mean, yeah i think yeah new york was definitely felt full on and then um I just remember in New York we found that um, that massive toy shop at FAO Schwartz. Yes, yes. Do you remember? Yeah, like, I've got of that, yeah. Yeah, just even outside the front, it was just like like ten foot high, like facades of like Queen Amidala and yeah, Darth um, Maul and all that. And then inside, they just had like so much merch, like because obviously when because working at Woolworths, we got like a little like preview set of stuff, didn't we? Do you remember the stack that came in? Yes, and, and like we, we like made that. a pact, didn't we? We were like, if anything comes in and the other person isn't there, we were like, stash him away so that we, like the other person could get one. Yeah, and uh, I got this um, Mace Windu from another shop. I think it was like a there was there like a collectible type toy shop or like you know what I mean at the top of top of the high street. I think something like that. And I remember getting Mace Windu, Windu, and he's got a green lightsaber. And he's still in his box. Still got him in his box. Um, is it? Um, oh, do you, you don't mean the comic shop down the bottom, do you? Yeah, it could have been the comic shop at the bottom. Yeah, or some. Yeah, it's definitely like a little boutique shop I bought it from. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, it cost like four ninety nine. I thought, like, oh, I don't know, it's quite a lot of money. <laughs> I should get it. I should get it. Because oh, I remember when um, I remember when we got the actual figures into the shop, like. Um, like like the the first runs of like Darth Maul, Obi Wan, and all that, and um, I just happened to be working that day as well. And like, um, oh, what was her name? Uh, Leanne, this girl called Leanne, was like head of toys at the time. And like, I just remember going up into the stock room and like being like, "Oh, are they here? Are they here?" And she like got the box down and showed me. So like, I took a Maul, Qui Gon, and Obi Wan, and just went, "I'm having them." She was like, no, yeah. no, you can't, you can't, like, they're not supposed to be out on sale until, like, you know, next week or something. And I was like, don't worry about that. And I just took them downstairs and got, got like, some 16-year-old newbie on till to just, like, scan them through. <laughs> <laughs> Discount card as well. Thank you. Discount. Thank you, George Lakers. <laughs> thank you, Luke. Yeah, cheers. So, yeah, we were in New York and then I remember, yeah, went to Central Park and, Done the old brown paper bag over a beer, over a beer and all that stuff, you know. Proper. Like, oh, do you remember uh, James got done in there, didn't he? Do you remember? Yeah. So we got. So we're watching like an amateur baseball game in Central Park and um, sitting on some bleachers. Use the right terminology. See, did you see that, Paul? Yeah. Bit of bleacher action. Impressed. Impressed. Nice. Nice. And um, basically, like some some guy came along with like an old old granny trolley, didn't he? Yeah, he was like selling cans of beer for a dollar a throw, but like I think I think like you, you Tim and Luke got yours like a okay cheeky brown bag, put it in dollar. Thank you very much. But then like I got mine, and uh, he was like, oh, James came up behind me and went, yeah, like one for me or whatever. Put put his dollar out, and the bloke was like, I can't serve you, and he's like. What do you mean? I'm I'm 21. He's like, no, no, I've just I've, I've run out of brown paper bags. Yeah, and he was like scouring the floor, like trying to find like an old. That's one. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, imagine that. Imagine getting done over for not having a brown paper bag. That's such a weird rule, anyway. It really is. Um, 
Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, it was quite, yeah, like I said, it was quite full on. And I remember getting a, booking a taxi in the hotel and this big van turns up, put all our cases in, we go to the airport, and I just clock it on the way there. It's like going to JFK and we were meant to be going to Newark. Oh. And I said to him, no, we're going to New York, Newark. And I remember telling the old dear in, in the hotel where we were going, but obviously she wrote the wrong thing. So we ended up paying $50 to literally, and he just literally drove back to our hotel and dropped us off. And we paid literally $50 to to go nowhere. Fuming, mate. Yeah. So then we had to jump into a traditional yellow taxi, which probably cost us a double with that. I don't know. I can't remember. And um, yeah, we got a flight and everything, and then ended up in... Los Angeles. Maybe maybe that's um, why we got on a version of like wheels by the time we got to LA because we were just getting like skanked left, right and centre. We were getting, yeah, just so ripped <laughs> off. Because in LA, um, we let we let our feet take the beat, didn't we? Most of the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they've got to LA and then, I don't know, well, the first, sort of the first thing we'd done was obviously go down to the Man's Chinese Theatre, wasn't it, and watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should watch it again. You've got, watch, you got to watch any sort of Star Wars at the Man's Chinese. I mean, yeah. that's like a, kind yeah. of like a, a quest, isn't it? You've got to do that. Yeah. So we spent a bit of time down there on Hollywood Boulevard. And we kind of walked around the area again, just to kind of look, walk about, you know, a bit of Beverly Hills and all that kind of stuff. It seemed all right, you know. And um, then we realised that you do really need a car in Los Angeles because it kind of <laughs> stopped us there. Because I think we were getting the... So we, were, we, lived, we kind of stayed this hostel called the banana bungalows which do still exist in west hollywood way um which is really good and uh yeah we would kind of sometimes we chilled out there didn't we um because i had a swimming pool and do you remember the movie theater which wasn't the movie theater yeah it had like five five like um like seats in it they looked like school yeah. seats didn't they yeah and i remember them what i remember walking in and they had this film on i was like what's this and I started laughing because you just know. <laughs> do you remember? Do you remember this? Get back on. Um, and it's Boys in the Hood. And I started cracking up oh. because literally about four weeks earlier, you lent me this video on VHS because you taped it from Sky Movies. And I take this film. It's cracking. You should watch it. It's called Don't Be a Menace in South Central whilst drinking your juice in the hood. Like, what the fuck is this? So by the old... What are they called Wayne's? Was the it Wayne Brothers. Brothers. Yeah, yeah. Wayne Brothers is one of their early films, right? And obviously, it's an utter piss take out of Boys in the Hood and all that stuff, right? And, and me and you are just cracking up. And it's like this really serious South Central scene going on. And obviously, being in Los Angeles as well, it's very relevant. And yeah, that was kind of like. So we sort of left. Yeah, we kind of sidled <laughs> out. Yeah, because this couple were trying to watch it. Um, anyway, yeah, so again, and, and uh, I think those rooms were air conditioned, um, yes. And, and we, 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 kind we of were had... getting a dormitory for 10, I think. Yeah, I think we, we had like two, it was like two rooms, wasn't it? It was like really spacious, and like, yeah. I think like me and Luke took bunk beds in like one one side of it, and then you, Tim, and, and James had the other side, but like, we had it was like a big inter, inter, interconnecting archway that didn't have any doors, so we were basically like yeah. all in the same room, weren't we? But and then um, there was another. Do you remember the other people who stayed with us? Um, no, I remember the people we met at the swimming pool one day. Yeah. So who stayed with us? 
two absolutely stunning Swedish girls who oh, yeah. kind of kept yeah, walking well, around in their bras and their pants. Oh, was and it? there was like all four of us going, oh my God. And they had a guy with them as well who was obviously one of the boyfriends. Like, he's one lucky motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> two Swedish girls. He wasn't that bloke. Wasn't the uh, lead singer of a band called Sonics? Was he by any chance? No, no, no. Interesting, interesting. <laughs> that's really yeah. weird. That I, think, I can't specifically remember that because that's the sort yeah. of thing I probably would remember. Should, you should be remembering. Did you get any pictures of that by any chance? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Unfortunately, not. It's just imprinted in my in my mind. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah no, it was quite good. And then. Uh, yeah, that's a good little adventure. And then we yeah, went to Universal, didn't we, one day, and then uh, realised that we don't have a car when we came out and uh, there was no taxi, so we thought it would be a good good idea because it's only one sort of one junction on from where we were in West Hollywood, if I remember rightly. And um, I thought it would be a good idea to do some jaywalking and walk <laughs> down the motorway or the highway. The freeway. The freeway. <laughs> what on earth were we doing? What were we do? honestly like? Like five English blokes just walking down like the Mad Mile, basically with like no protection, just walking. I know. Um, thinking, oh, it's not that because we did do a, did sort of do a lot of walking in in those days, um, <laughs> from the pub at midnight or something. But um, yeah, <laughs> and that was that was kind of. Uh, that was that was quite good, wasn't it? Yeah, but like I remember, like I remember, we just like we ended up at like going off piste and walking through like suburbia and that. And even that yeah. was like the the roads are so fucking long. Even though yeah, you're walking around houses, idea, it's like it? there's no end in sight, and it's like like you say, forty odd degrees, and you're just like, oh Jesus Christ! I do remember that was the first time I ever saw people flying rainbow flags, actually. As like some sort of political statement or whatever. I never, I never really, I've never come across that before. Uh, that's interesting. Which I thought was quite interesting. Yeah, I do, I do vividly remember that. Um, so I just, to to go- I, I just went on to Google just to see how long it would take to walk. Two hours. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not obviously not down the 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 one hundred and one. That's obviously that's obviously like the long way round via the Hollywood side and shit. If you just go down our route, it'd probably only take you half hour. Do you mean... Do you, yeah, exactly. That's what we did. We just powered through on the hard shoulder. Yeah, exactly. So, so to drive, seven minutes. Just a seven-minute journey. Oh, stop it. There you go. Seven minutes. Seven minutes in a dodgy taxi. Do you remember that taxi we got one night? Yeah, so we got we got this taxi once and um, uh, just kind of bowled in because we were a bit desperate. I think we were down in sort of sunset strip or somewhere like that and then we just kind of bowled in and then realized yeah, that like because you know no... we'd worn out the uh the soles on our shoes yeah there was, there was no windows and no radio just some sort of kind of there was a radio there was a radio oh, yeah. he had a get on the, front... blaster on a, on yeah, the, the... passenger seat <laughs> get a bars <laughs> on the front passenger seat and i remember just sitting there and this guy just clearly had stolen this taxi or something or so, I don't know. Anyway, but he did take us to the banana bungalows. And we're like, and he's like, and we're like, because he didn't have a meter, did he? So how much is that? And he's like, oh, eight, eight or ten dollars. Give him ten. Give him ten. Give him ten. <laughs> 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 Give him ten. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, <laughs> out the window. 
like, this thing went open. Get out of the window. Like, <laughs> like he probably was really confused. Like, what are those, what are those guys doing? Yeah, like, why are they so, yeah, why are they so panicked? Like, it's only just like um, getting a dodgy like taxi in Camden at like 2am at some point. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So that was, again, quite good. Done a few, obviously, touristy things there and a bit more relaxed in New York. And, yeah, well, I mean, it was cracking holiday. And I remember it taking me about four weeks to go over the jet lag. So I didn't really <laughs> have to get up in the morning. So I kept going to bed at, like, two in the morning. And then just remember seeing Star Wars. Obviously, it came out over here in July and then just seeing it over and out. I think we went every week on Friday, didn't we? Because um, we would go to the pub on a Friday night. So I think we'd work Friday evening, go to the work kind of the pub Friday night get kicked out about 11 go down to our local cinema and they always have a they always had a midnight showing of whatever sort of film it was that that week or whatever and basically they kind of swapped it about it was always either star wars episode one or lock stock and two smoking barrels <laughs> i think right. we just went to get and see them all the time that's right that's right I've saw, i saw lock stock four times at the cinema in the end <laughs> which is pretty pretty impressive for a low budget british film i'd say yeah so um, um and then, yeah, what do we, I mean, obviously it's, it's however many 20 odd years now to then, to let's talk a bit more about the film. Mm. Like, obviously a lot's happened now, like obviously episode two, three has come out, Obi-Wan, like there's so much more that's obviously that supports it, rather yeah. than just being this lone episode as it was at the time. Um, but yeah, I mean, do you think it's sort of aged well? Do you think it's like you know has it sort of changed over time do you know what I mean I think I think so because obviously a lot of the furore surrounding it when it first came out was the fact that it was like too talky too like and too political and everything Mm. but you've got to sort of take when you take into account the whole story it kind of is that's how that's Palpatine's master plan isn't it to be a politician right in the mix and just yeah. putting the strings and diverting people and, and manipulating things so that everything falls into in, into his path. And I think even though that only really starts happening halfway through Phantom Menace, it's, it is very important. Um, I think it still looks pretty good as a film. It hasn't really, doesn't, it doesn't look too bad CGI wise and stuff. I don't think I haven't watched it for a little while, but still, still stands up. I mean, it's funny that, I think I read something recently that they used more like digital effect shots for the sequels than they did the prequels or something. <clears throat> right, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, you know, there's an argument to to, to be had for that, but I think it. Um, I I still prefer watching it to to clones. I think push comes to shove. Yeah, yeah. I think I think. I think what happened was each as each one sort of came out, it was obviously better than the previous one. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like um, with obviously Sif winning being the last one, and um, like I felt that Attack of the Clones sort of um, yeah, it just had a lot more going for it. Like because obviously all the all the story was sort of set then, and it and it could it had lots of storylines, it had lots of things going for it. Whereas obviously episode one had to do that kind of big task of sort of introducing us to Anakin and and I think that was it. Like it 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 was it was a bit of a slow film, but um, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I, I think at the 
I think at the time, and I still probably stands a bit, is that I think it felt like Lucas was really obsessed, obviously, with um, the sort of technicalities of it, you know, and the CG and how, again, ILM are just pushing the boundaries. Yeah. It's obviously what they've done in the original trilogy. But the original trilogy, there was story, character, like everything else with it, whereas there was a good story going on, um, but it felt like it was just eked out a little bit. And then it sort of then followed the structure of A New Hope where essentially there was like, you know, sort of a battle scene going on, the Jedi fight going on, and then we had a little celebration at the end and we had peace. You know, as uh, as, the, as the old thing he says. But yeah, so, um, yeah, but I think it has got better over age, like over time, because it, it feels much more nostalgic now. Yeah, that, see, that's the thing as well. Like when it came out, we were like, you know, 19, 20, 21. Um, and we were kind of maybe a bit disappointed because we didn't feel exactly the same as we did when we watched the original trilogy. So, yeah. But then, you know, you're you're young when that happens. You don't even know what a film is really. You're just watching it and enjoying it for what it is. And as you get older, you kind of learn the, the craft behind it and, you know, and the come up with your own opinions and why didn't they do this and... What about if they'd done that? I think it's, I've got a weird relationship with the prequels because I like them all, but I do recognise the flaws that are in, in all of them. And I think in with Menace, for me, it just... I don't, I don't know what it is. It's just, like you said, it's got to be a standalone film. So it does that and it wraps everything up neatly at the end with obviously strands coming off of it to, to continue on. Whereas clones is a bit more, it's slap bang in the middle, and really the only thing that they've really got to do is like move Anakin on from point A to point B, in some respect, and everything else around it, like the whole Obi Wan detective stuff and and all that, and like Palpatine becoming more prominent into power and everything is kind of like the B plot. So that could have been anything really. Like Obi Wan could have gone off and done anything, but it just so happened that yeah. he was investigating the, the clone army and stuff. So. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I've got. A, I do like Menace, but it wouldn't. It's not the first one that I'd put on if I was given the choice of like all the films. I wouldn't. It, it wouldn't be my first go-to. No, and also I think it kind of suffers from um, that kind of. We don't go to that many places, and I think when Star Wars doesn't go to huge amounts of places, I know that obviously even the originals don't go hugely. Yeah that many places but that's down to the restrictions but mm. you know we spend a long time as always on Tatooine <laughs> Naboo and obviously Coruscant a little bit mm-hmm. I think yeah yep. and um and a, yeah a few kind of federal ships and things you know what I mean like there's not a huge amounts of places we go to mm. um but obviously, they, we go underwater, you know, which is obviously part of Naboo. So it's a different part of it, which is quite interesting and, and all that kind of and that. And there's always a bigger fish part. Yeah, that that just that kind of stuff just felt like it was really kind of dragging, you know, just really like you could just do it a lot quicker. And I think that was the thing. But yeah, I think it's actually got better over time. But yeah, it's not. It's not. Obviously, it's not the favourites. No, like when, when you take it as as a part of the whole, then it, it makes it, it is better for for that experience, I think. But if you watch it as a standalone film, it's a bit I don't know. Like it's 
I didn't mind all the stuff about the politics and the taxations and all that sort of thing because these stories have got to start somewhere, right? Yeah. You know, it can't it can't all just be like, oh, we've we've found a, a, a new potential Jedi and he's really powerful and he's going to take down the bad guy and stuff. It's like, well, that's that's bad. no. It needs to fit into the big big story, yeah, which is exactly how the yeah. galaxy's sort of changing. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, there's only they mentioned that they kind of made the taxation part of it. You know, the you know their blockade perfectly legal um, part of it. It was still action packed. You know what I mean? Because we did just land. The two jellies landed and, and the spaceship blew up. Do you know what I mean? We were straight into a bit of action. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it wasn't. It wasn't like they were kind of. But yeah, there was a little bit of talking. There's a little bit of. But I think yeah, I didn't mind that at all. You do need no. that. But maybe that was quite. Like, just wasn't. Then it wasn't. You know, there was just more Jurassic Park type action about then. Do you know what I mean? Like, where people just didn't talk about that stuff kind of that much, unless you were in a bit more of a serious film. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm sure it's just didn't have that talkiness. Like the Matrix, I think, came out about that time, and there was a bit of talkiness in that, wasn't there? About what is the Matrix, but it it then went straight to action, you know. Yeah, I mean, the third Matrix film's the one for the sit down and talking. Yeah. Oh, fuck me, that's unwatchable. That film for me, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. I just they literally have like a twenty minute scene of that exposition, like with just Neo and some and like the the maker of the Matrix, or whatever, and it's just so boring and confusing mm. um whereas uh, yeah like this was this wasn't it's not boring it's not confusing but there are a few bits in it where it does drag a bit i mean the pod race is very long especially the extended mm. version where you get like all the introductions mm. and all that but when you think george lucas is like a, a keen like car enthusiast and stuff like you know you, you can't you can't really blame him for having a sequence like that and then going to town on it you know it's something that he's passionate about yeah, um, that's right. But I think just the the whole Palpatine arc is the most interesting thing for me. Um, and I know he only really comes into it halfway through the film, aside from when he's being Sidious, obviously. Um, but for me, the whole prequel trilogy works if you kind of take it as... I know it's all about Anakin and his rise and fall and everything, but for me, it works better if you take it from Palpatine's point of view. And yeah. like, just focus on what he's up to and what he's doing because you know eventually who he's going to become. Um, and I yeah. think Sif does a really good job of balancing like those two storylines together before they collide towards yeah. the end. You know, so yeah, for, like for me, like, but you've got to get those people into their positions, and you can't just rock up and have Palpatine doing a five-minute scene of being, you know, really Machiavellian and then being like, "Oh, I'm going to be the Emperor." It's got to be. It's a long, drawn-out process, isn't it? I mean, we know at the moment we've got a, a a prime minister leadership thing going on at the moment, and people trying to win votes to get through to the final two and all that. And it takes takes a while, you know. It doesn't just happen overnight. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, have, a, have another watch. It's quite interesting as a little film. I do skip it quite a bit. I do just get to the bits like. Particularly, I do enjoy that kind of last chapter of that film where essentially from the aircraft hangar, essentially yeah. when the aircrafts are flying out, Darth Maul is introduced to us, you know, a few with those doors opening, draw the fates kicks in. That to me is like the best part. And I think when I came out of the cinema, I was definitely thinking of that. Do you know what I mean? I was very much like, and yeah, the fact that kid, yeah, this little child, Anakin, 
and you know um, with R two D two, you know, blow up the ships from the inside. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like by mistake. But anyway, whoops. Um, yeah, it was quite quite good. But what's interesting is like there was this guy who was really it was a junior guy that used to work with me a few years ago. Now he was really young when episode one came out, and it was his favourite film. Oh right, which is quite interesting because if you think if you're, which I'm sure there's some people listening who are obviously younger than us who maybe their first you know the cinema experience of Star Wars was episode one rather than what we sort of went through. Mm. Yeah, and he loved the pod race. He loved John. You know what I mean? He loved all that stuff. So it's quite interesting. Um, but there we go. Well, that's the thing, though, isn't it? I think like it's, it is a generational thing because there's going to be people that are, are growing up, and probably the the sequel trilogy would be the first thing that they've kind of experienced at the cinema on that level. Yeah. And yeah. or or, or um, I know like some people's kind of children just love the Clone Wars and Rebels. Do you know what I mean? Or Star Wars Lego, you know, animation series. They start off with the animation, mm. then they move into the films. Do you know what I mean? So it's a very different path now. You know. Yeah, I mean, there's so much like now that you can delve into. And obviously, as we've discussed before, if you go on YouTube and just type in lightsaber fight, you can get like a three minute clip of something. And that'll, you know what I mean? And it kind of, kind of ruins, ruin, like for me, I don't, I don't want my kids seeing that too much because I want them to watch the films and then make their own mind up from, from seeing the films. But yeah, um, I think, do you know what, with Menace, I think, I think with Menace, I think if if Anakin was a little bit older in it, it might be a bit more palatable. Maybe I think yeah, he was slightly good. too young to too. be getting sort of like doing what he was doing and everything. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's a it's a it's a nine year jump to the next one. It's like well, you know, I don't know. Just, yeah, and, yeah, and like Jar Jar, I don't mind him so much now. I didn't like him that much at the. At the beginning, it was like he was an he was an annoying character. But then, I was never one of these ones that were like, oh, "I'd like fucking like kill him and all that." But no. I know people went mental, didn't they? But I mean, you, you, like you can kind of respect now, like the actual like sort of technological whiz that it was, and the performance by Ahmad Best was like really good. And like it was like you know from that standpoint, it was amazing. But I guess that it was a, a factor that didn't quite make it. Star Wars for someone of our generation, maybe because it just seems a little too slapsticky and comedic. I don't know. Yeah, there we go. Well, we can watch it endlessly now on old Disney Plus. Disney Plus, yes, we can. Um, and what really, actually, what really impressed me when it came out on DVD was the the sheer amount of behind the scenes. Mm. There was I'd not seen that sort of because obviously, again, DVD was relatively new then. Um, and I had not seen that amount of, you know, I remember there'd been like some full on documentary about an hour and a half. Mm. And in many ways, in a weird way, that sort of made the film better because you knew about the whole thing behind it and just the amount of the stuff. And, and that's, I know it sounds odd, but have just kind of really helped it. Have you watched that documentary recently? Not recently. No, you, you should. There's a bit, there's a bit where, they do a little screening and at the end of it, George Lucas sits back in his seat and he's like, I think I might have gone a little too far. <laughs> right, okay. He was like, 
he's like it's, it's a really interesting point actually if you notice that um like at the end of like so in a new hope basically there's like the one battle going on at the end and then in empire there's two Yes. And in Jedi, there's three. So in Menace, they had four separate like final battles going on, like cross cut and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, I think he kind of sat back and he was like, "I think I may have gone a little bit too far with this one." Like, and they were kind of debating about how it doesn't really make much sense. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, and someone else was going, "You're taking the audience from like from here to here, and then to here, and then to here," and it's just like, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe. Go back to the cutting room. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, oh man! And there's a bit where he, Steven Spielberg, um, pops up as well, and they've got like That's a, right. they've actually got like a, a, a life-size model of one of the battle droids, and like him and Lucas are just standing next to it, and he's going like, Spielberg literally just says, "Yeah, it will be great. Yeah, it will be great to everything that Lucas says." Mm-hmm. like do you know what I mean like just it's like you think to yourself old Rick McCallum's like the, the producer as well he's obviously a yes man yeah so it's like yeah maybe someone just needed to wind him in just a little bit to be like you know do you need to do everything like this this way or like can you maybe punch up the story here a little bit or whatever I don't know mm-hmm. yeah it's go back and watch it man it's interesting yeah I will do it's on my list <clears throat> Stuff. Cool. Well, that's that's us reminiscing for another week. So, quick, between... quick sidebar. Oh. You mentioned yeah. it earlier when we went to Universal. Someone, someone got dragged out of the audience to go do the old Back to the Future theatre. Yes, they did, didn't they? Yeah, that would be me. It was you. I got dragged out. Uh, we were in like a Back to the Future theatre uh, to go backstage. Sign a massive waiver. <laughs> <laughs> Like, what was this? Hey, sir, could you read this? It's like it's standard. My address, yeah, standard. I had to sign it. Didn't read it, obviously. Um, and uh, I kind of stood there with my back, sort of to the audience, but hidden. And then I think there's like a a kid, wasn't he, driving or something like the the, the DeLorean? I don't know what's going on, but. Yeah, ba- um, basically, like because we were in the audience still, and it had like the clock <clears> tower <throat> from Hill Valley. That's it. And, and then they did like a big flash of like lightning. So it was like a bit blinding. And then like, obviously you got 12 rounds. So you were like yeah. out the front, weren't you? Yeah. I was out the front on, on the clock tower in that kind of scene where he's obviously trying to get the electricity to sort of go. And um, I remember holding on, I had a little white lab coat on and some a dodgy gray wig. And I just sat and just started shouting, Marty, <laughs> save yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Making it up in like, <laughs> Doc Brown's voice, Super. and then I think then they spin me round, and I think they should like a sort of me being electrocuted or something. Um, yeah, anyway, I loved it, it mate. Really superb because we we were really impressed with that bit of the when you like elect like got electrocuted because it was quite seamless actually. Right, we were quite impressed by that. Um, but yeah, you look great, but we couldn't take any pictures or anything because we weren't allowed, were we? So no, we weren't allowed. It's but, um, either. Had to sign a waiver. <laughs> NDA no, cameras. Then still to this day, you won't tell us the secrets behind it, will you, you bastard? <laughs> so, yeah. So yeah, that was good. Yeah, I remember that. That was good fun. Yeah. So it was a good, good, uh, good Star Wars related holiday, which needs to be done. I think um, <laughs> the grand total, and I think I saw the Phantom Menace fourteen times at the cinema. Oh wow! 
I've still, still got some a, of the ticket stubs and things. Yeah, I've still got a load of the ticket stubs. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure I, I went more than I, I, I saved. I think because I, as you say, we went after the pub probably about three or four weeks in a row. I yeah. took uh, took my younger brother to go and watch it. I went and watched it on my own like, a couple of times for sure. Because yeah. it's just like you know, even even your worst Star Wars on a big screen is still worth it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Still, I remember you, you going. Um, about six months before to the pub, sorry, to the cinema. Uh, <laughs> nine o'clock, we were in the pub, and it, I just got popped to the cinema. I was like, all right. And he just he disappeared. And to go and see, what was it like, Miss Congeniality or something? Because they had the Star Wars trailer on it. Oh, no, it was, um, yeah, no, it was one of the Harry Potter films. What's <laughs> it? Was it? Yeah, they had a Attack of the Clones um, teaser. Oh, was it Attack of the Clones? Oh, right. I thought that was um, Phantom Menace. Oh, no, no. I know what you're talking about. I went to go and see... Well, I didn't go to see the film, but I went to, because they had a Phantom Menace trailer. But they had... It was the Enemy of the State. That was it. With um, Wiki Wiki Wild Wild Will Smith. <laughs> but I, I walked out as soon as I saw the trailer. As soon as you saw the trailer, you came back to the pub. I was like, oh, mate. I know. Yeah, I saw it again. It's amazing. Great trailer. Well, that's because the only version I had was the dodgy VHS copy, like when they showed it at bloody on Live and Kicking at like Saturday morning TV. Sure, yeah. Do you remember with old Emma Forbes and and whoever yeah. else, and um, they were like, "Oh, we've got a, a world exclusive with like the trailer for the new Star Wars film." So I got the old VHS ready, and I literally just sat by the TV for like an hour and a half until they said, "All right, we're going to play it now." And I was like, "Right, record that." And I remember bringing it into into Woolworths in my next shift and yeah. um, using one of those video TV combis up in the staff room and uh, showing it to, like, well, basically anyone that was interested. I know yeah, I remember. Kathy Lewis I remember. was interested. Obviously yourself, Luke, um, just anyone that was up for watching it, basically. But, like, it was only, you know, however long. And, like, because it was VHS, it was all wibbly-wobbly and a bit, like, fuzzy and all that. Um, so, yeah, went to, I went to the cinema and... Found out it was tagged to Enemy of the State. Um, you know, I've obviously contributed five quid to that box office, but uh, totally. it, was, it was worth it for those two minutes. That's it. Well, there we go on that little number. <laughs> what a little one experience, but yeah. Still we'll got back um, to the pub in time, didn't I? Yeah, so I mean, you just literally popped out for 10 minutes, came back. <laughs> <laughs> like, really confused that you just spent five or ten quid on. I know, I know. <laughs> but, you know, back at those back in the day before we had internet poll, really. That's it, we couldn't see it like that. So it's, uh, that's... What that's was YouTube? Nice. YouTube wasn't even a thing then, was it? No. Because I remember it's... trying to download the bloody, like when we finally got internet at my parents' house, fucking trying to download, it was like one of the Attack of the Clones trailers or something. Just took fucking ages. Yeah, I remember you had to go on Apple com slash QuickTime. QuickTime, yeah. To see movie trailers. Brilliant, brilliant. And that's where they were hidden in the world. Cheeky QuickTime, yeah, I remember Apple.com. But yeah, there we go. Great. Well, we wrap up. Thanks for listening, everybody, about our little journey to the to see uh, The Phantom Menace. Um, but yeah, we'll be back next week. Um, big shout out to the guy on Twitter who keeps... What's his name, James? <laughs> you don't know. I do. It's Rural Farm Boy. Yeah. 
big shout out to him. He's over in the States, funnily enough. So, yeah, thanks for thanks for all the support, mate. We really uh, appreciate all your interaction and stuff and the fact that you listen um, every week. Really great, great stuff. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, and, yeah, we'll be back next week with whatever comes up, Star Wars related. Happy days. I've got... Um, I'm still chasing up Jack McKenzie, but I've also got a couple of other little feelers out for um, interviewees as well and stuff. So watch this space. Great, great. Lovely. Good stuff. Well, yeah, we'll chat next week. Nice one, Paul. Cheers, mate. Take care. You too. May the force be with you. Activate the security shield. Security deflective shield will be deactivated when we have confirmation of your code transmission. Stand by.